When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Right now. Darren. You know, Andre DuPont, the old Philadelphia Flyer tough guy, was nicknamed Moose. And you being a tough guy. Right. But in hockey, when I was younger, another player came across the middle and made the most devastating check I've ever made in my life. Take off the helmet, and it's a girl. So the coach laughed at a boy, Moose, just like the Moose. And I'm like, I have no idea who that is, right? The one sports show where roughing is encouraged. Hey, good morning, good afternoon, Canada. And wherever you're watching around the world, the Rod Peterson Show on Rod's week off, the final day, and a football Friday here on the Rod Peterson Show. Darren DuPont here in for Rod. John Frenzy over there and his appearances every week brought to you by Wheaton Kia here in Regina. And it's been a hot football Friday so far. We had some NHL talk and it is game day for the Oilers and the Winnipeg Jets. We'll get into that a little bit, too, as we start to tee up game two. And we'll get to hockey in the uh, after this first segment. We'll do a little more football and then we'll transition to to hockey a little bit uh, as we get you set on your day towards the weekend. We'll go hockey all the way to the top of the hour for the last half um, of this uh, this part of the show. So to the uh, actually, let's go to the poll, the office pools first. Um, In the spirit of Rod's top five, bottom five. We've got the top five, bottom five of our playoff hockey draft, John. Our playoff hockey draft. Uh, over 429, we'll get 429 entries. Here's the top five, bottom five. First place, Maverick. Second is No Name, the old uh, grocery brand, No Name. Uh, P.A. Radice, Paradise Raiders. In third with uh, Rieger, which is Austin Rieger, who we know. Um, and in a tie for fifth place is D.B. McParty in hindsight. So that's fun. And the bottom five, I hate to say it. Um, I don't know how to pronounce some of these names, Clark. Blevy Buster, Blevy Buster, Kuleta, Power Forwards, Schrader, 1985, and Miller's Bums, who the bottom these? five. What I, what I want to tell you, who are these guys, right? Their names are on the right-hand side, so we can, you can see that. But what I do want to tell you is, here, I got it pulled up on, I had it pulled up on mine here, the office pool's standings. I'm just going to pull it up. What I love about watching that graphic, John, is for the last, I don't know how many days, in dead last has been me and Rod. We've been <laughs> in last place. Not anymore. Oh, Pretty close. I'm in 419th. I was just outside one point. One point outside the bottom five. One point. And where's Rod? Rod's moving up. He's moving up. He's not even on the final page of the leaderboard. So I could spend all time, all day trying to figure that out. But uh, how about that, hey? The hockey draft. How about that? Prairie Mobile text lines open, 306-840-8777. We'll get to your comments. Uh, Brady in Saskatoon writes in, Hey, dupes, this is the Habs team we've missed with all of our injuries. They're finally back to start of season, to mid-season form. Grit, heart, and determination. As well as carries in playoff price mode. Once one hell of a game. He did. He did. That's the roadmap for the Montreal Canadiens to win, Right. Oh, whatever. No doubt about it. That's the romance. No doubt about it. That is the answer. Randy Butler 
if you take fights out of hockey, you will see a lot more cheap shot artists come out of the woodwork. Kadri hit, for example, headshots, knee knockers, lots of uncalled for injuries. Fighting has to stay. Randy in the 306. Um, there's a lot of people really passionate about this topic, and uh, it's our Capital Automall Universal Collision Center poll question. We asked you about the Corey Perry, um, Felino, the Nick Felino fight last night. Is it something that is warranted in the game? Do you agree with the fight last night after the Tavares incident? We're up to 84% say no, 16% saying yes, they agree with the fight. Um, Oh, we got a great photo here, Clark. I'm going to have to send you this photo. Happy Frenzy Football NHL North Friday RPDD show from downtown Edmonton near Rogers Place. Go Oilers. Have a great weekend, everyone. Got the CFL, got the uh, Oilers in here. I'll send that over and we'll play it later. But I don't know if that's quite the name. Happy Frenzy Football NFL North Friday RP slash DD show. I'm going to say that every time we go to break. You think I can get that in? I'll begin. That's I'll pretty, pretty good. And one more, Frank in Toronto. Gentlemen, the CFL is dead in Vancouver to Montreal. MLS has taken over the younger generation in these cities. And there's no interest in the bottom line. Thanks, Frank, from Toronto. Well, you worry about that. You I do. I sure do. Well. And I haven't got really a definite plus, saying, plus feeling for it. That they're going to go ahead. We're all set there. They talk a little bit, those three cities, but... Not too much. I'm concerned about it. Well, we said it was going to be a positive day. We're going to send you into the long weekend feeling good. And on that note, let's go out on the uh, video chat and join Justin Dunk from Three Down Nation. Are you golfing this weekend, Justin? I think you're allowed to now, right? Buddy, yeah. Tennis for sure, man. I've been trying to get better, playing a lot with the friend of the show, Rash Mandani, as well. So I'll be hitting the course, my man. What about you? I was going to ask if you and Arash were going to play. Dude, it's snowing here today. I'm not doing anything but staying inside. <laughs> He's laughing at us. My goodness. I know. That's what we said. I was telling John. That's why they call it May, right? It may rain. It may snow. It may be windy. That's it may be sunny. Like right? Yeah. I mean, I wish we could get on the tennis courts. When we can travel, we'll do that. We'll, we'll hit the courts together. But, uh, 1983, I left my cottage on, on July 7th because it was snowing. July. Yeah. All right. All right. It's sn- oh, it snowed in every month of the Goodness. year. I know. <laughs> Un- unbelievable. <laughs> but to better things. I mean, I thought this was a positive week. I want this to be a positive show today. I would let everybody into the weekend feeling good. I've never felt better in over a year about where the CFL's at in terms of possibly being able to play. But am I out to lunch? Like, are you, is it as positive right now that they, that they might play with the comments and the news that's come out this week? Dupes, my man. You know I'm generally a very upbeat and positive guy. But with the CFL, to be quite honest, we got to be realistic here. And I'll give you an example. The Montreal Canadiens, if they get to game six, are going to be allowed 2,500 fans at the Bell Centre as of May 28. The Alouettes came out and said they're very encouraged by that statement. Yet we have the Ticats owner, Bob Young, with Ontario currently still in a lockdown until June 2nd coming out and guaranteeing that his team is going to play. If there is any team in the CFL dupes that should be guaranteeing they're going to play right now, it should be the Montreal Alouette. So to me, it's time to pull up the curtain and let's see who really wants to play. Put your money on the table. We know the Ticats have it with Bob Young. Mark Gowdy, the Ottawa Red Blacks president, came out and said, yeah, we want to play. Of course we know the Saskatchewan Rough Riders want to play. Craig Dickinson replied to one of our tweets at Three Down Nation and stated that was the case. So let's just go around the league. Put the cash on the table. See who's ready to play ball. Because I'll bet you there's a couple teams that would not be good to go. See, and that's, that's why I think it's really positive is, hey, you got a Rod's Rant, the uh, Rod's Rant for Bronco uh, Plumbing and Heating, your factory-authorized Bryant Furnace dealer, BroncoPlumbingAndHeating.com. Um, that's big. I think, you know, you look at Bob Young, you got one, right? Mark Gowdy's two in Ottawa saying yes. You know, it wasn't Craig Reynolds, but it was Craig Dickinson, so two and a half, right? You know, it's starting to turn. If you get to four or five you know, ownership or, or presidents that say they want to play and they're going to guarantee playing. We know who the guys are that are willing to come to the table. And then you start to 
know who those other guys are. Can public pressure start to build enough that they say, okay, I'm, an, I'm done with this negative publicity because we can zero in on who doesn't want to play. Okay, we'll play. We'll join. We'll pay for the bubble or the hub or whatever it takes. Do you think that could happen? You hit it right there, buddy. I do think that's what's exactly happening right now. I think that's what Bob Young is doing. I think that's what Mark Gowdy is doing because they know behind the scenes who doesn't want to play. And you're lining up the teams, right? We know for sure Wade Miller wanted to play football in Winnipeg last year. So he'll have the same thought this year. Edmonton hasn't even touched their reserve fund. They've got the cash to do it. I would imagine Calgary would go along with it as well. I've heard from people that I've talked to at the federal government level that say out in Alberta, it's kind of like the wild, wild west. They'll do whatever they want. I actually thought that there would be fans there first out of any other province in the country in terms of the NHL team. So let's count those teams in. And I've also heard that Rick LaLaSure with the BC Lions feels that it's best to play to protect the brand of the team, the brand of the league. So we just narrowed it down there really quick to two teams, the same two teams that kept the league off the field last year were the Alouettes and the Argos. So let's start putting the pressure on them and getting football on the field, my man. You want to talk about positivity, I'm with you. Let's out them, let's put it out there, (laughs) and let's see who's actually serious about this. Yes, my man. That's what I'm talking about. Another Rod's rant for Bronco Plumbing and Heating. You're authorized. <laughs> oh, oh, you're Brian. You're, you're factory authorized. Brian do you, do you really believe, uh, Justin, that the BC Lions are going to play? Are, want, are willing to do it too? I do. Based on what I've heard, I think BC would be in. The interesting part, guys, is going to be when the rubber hits the road and they actually have this vote at some point. Last year, it wasn't unanimous. That's what kept the league off the field. Now, some people said it was a 7-2 vote in favor of playing. Others said it was 6-3. You know, maybe the Lions were on the fence there a little bit. But I believe this year, they are in. So it's about getting those other two teams, the Argos and the Owls. I hate to keep hitting on it, but it's the truth, in and wanting to play. And the Alouettes really don't have a reason now. They know they can at least get... 2,500 fans outside if the Canadians can get 2,500 inside. And that was at the end of May, guys. Imagine what could potentially happen if they hit that target date of August 5th. I do think the season's still going to be slid a little bit just because we're still in the lockdown in Ontario and Manitoba. The numbers are high and they're in a lockdown as well. But I think we could be playing football in the fall. That's why I said positive show today. And, you know, also, I mean, we do want to be realistic. And I believe this, that, you know, a month from now, we could believe, we will be in a completely different world than we are today. We're in a different world today than we were six months ago. So things can change. This momentum might stop. But right now, heading into the weekend, it's super positive. Now, I was reading into that Alouette statement when they said this is really positive and we expect our home games since they're going to start in September. And I was like, wait a second. We haven't seen a schedule yet. Are you alluding that you're going to play your first month on the road or all the Eastern teams coming West? It makes sense. Did they leak something? A little bit. And I've heard behind the scenes that they're looking at this schedule and they've had a couple drafts of it now in terms of having all the East teams on the road out West and also the BC Lions, because Dr. Bonnie Henry out there has said that she doesn't see any large events taking place until potentially the fall. Obviously, things can change very quickly here if the curve is bent, but that means that you're going to have five teams, you know, potentially playing in just four cities. And right now, Manitoba is in a lockdown. And dupes, this is really why I feel like the best and most surest way to get on the field is a hub city or bubble in Saskatchewan. We know the numbers are down there. We know they love the riders there. They would welcome it with open arms. You can start that way and make sure that you get on the field. To me, that's how it happens. Yeah, you can open it up after because the difficulty is going to be, let's say, for example, even if they do hit that target date, which I think right now, as Lisa McLeod, the sport minister on on Ontario, did say was a little ambitious, that you still have to have, and they're talking about this number, a hundred players coming across the border for each team to do training camp and practice. And right now, for example, Forge FC, the two-time defending CPL champions, they can't even practice in Ontario. Right. I know. Is this going to change in the next couple of weeks? It's got to be in the next couple of weeks, right? It could, Frenzy, but there's a plan that they've laid out, sort of this three-step opening plan that's based on the vaccination rate. So if it hits 60% and then 70% and then 80%, that opens up different possibilities. But what I'm saying here is there's still a lot of 
loopholes or hurdles to jump through for that even to happen, for just training camp to take place. Guys, it might take about a million dollars around the CFL just to get the guys up here from the United States players and coaches and quarantine them with the current seven-day rule because those guys are going to have to be locked away in a hotel. So the CFL, that's a big number for them. The NFL, that would be pocket change. But up here, I'm sure they'd like to see that lifted so they don't have to fork out that. It's approximately a million dollars. Approximately a million dollars is quite a bit of money, buddy. That's not going to go over very well. It is for the CFL. That's not going to go over very well, I'll tell you that. It really is. Now, on the U sports side of it, and specifically out in Western Canada, the Canada West, we had Blake Nill on earlier in the week. More confidence that they can pull off getting on the field for their six-game proposed season than, than the CFL? Yes. If I was to ask our friends at Bodog Canada to put up a prop bet, and maybe I should do this, I would be placing my money on Canada West playing football in 2021 over the CFL. My hard-earned cash. If I had to put it down in one place, because it sounds like, dupes, and you might even know better than I on this, the schools have gotten together out there. They've developed a plan, laid it out for a six-game season, but they have a backup plan. You guys had the Regina Rams head coach, Mark McConkie, on your program, and he said, we could fall back on just playing the University of Saskatchewan and the University of Manitoba in a four-game season. So I have more faith the Canada West is going to put football on the field in 2021 than the CFL. And that's due largely in part to the two teams we talked about. And we keep going back to the Alouettes and the Argos. Can we go without them? Hey, Can I'd be go? open to that. Let's put a schedule together. Seven <laughs> team. Do it, man. Play for a great cup. I mean, Bob Young was talking about, hey, at least the Ticats would win the great cup if they were the only team that was going to play in 2021. So, <laughs> hey, if they want to play, maybe we just move on without them. Say, hey, you can join the XFL. We'll keep going with our Canadian League. <laughs> Dunk, before we let you go, what are you watching? You're not watching football right now. So are you watching Chapo in, in Switzerland? We just teed up. He's in the final tomorrow. Um, are you watching the Jays? Or are you watching the Stanley Cup playoffs? I've been watching everything, honestly. At CHCH, prayers go out to Bubba O'Neill. He got COVID-19. I'm sure you guys heard of that out there. So he's still been off and recovering. So I've been helping fill in for him, essentially become a full-time sports guy now. And I've been watching the Leafs last night. Obviously, John Tavares takes the knee to the face with Corey Perry. And I saw you guys had the poll going there as well. The end of the Raptors season came, and there's going to be a lot of talk, especially in the GTHA about Masai Ujiri, what happens with his contract that expires on June 30th. And he just left for Africa, which was intriguing to me. I think he has all the leverage in the situation, but still lots to play out there. And then, yeah, tennis coming up, man. And to be quite honest, right now, I think what you guys should be focused on and talking about, Corey Connors leading the PGA Championship after running one round, the first Canadian to do so since Mike Weir at the 2009 U.S. Open. That guy is smoking hot, striking the ball super well, coming off two top 10 finishes the Masters, obviously the one that was played in November, then the one more recently in April. So keep an eye on Corey Connors over the weekend, man. I don't think that the pressure is going to get to him, but it will be interesting to see how he handles it. Should you tell him or should I? You go ahead and tell him. Three over 75 today for Connors. He's done. Oh, he's I mean, already I was, in. I was shocked. I, Dunk, I did the same thing you did. I read the sports update. I'm like, around one, minus five. He's cooking with gas. And then our comments are, not, not a good start. Not a good start. Uh Phil Mickelson finished three under with a 69. He's alone at the top, five under in Kiowa Island. So we'll watch. Connors is, is three shots back, so he's right in the mix. So yeah, Connors fun. is still in there. And man, feel the thrill. I love that he's still playing, but when he is not on the course, can we get him on the booth and boot Nick Faldo out of there? Because Phil was awesome. Dude, when we saw him mic'd up in that golf tournament, the special that they had, let's get Phil the thrill in the booth. If we can, I mean, he still wants to play, but he'd be great in the booth. Let's do it, my man. Enjoy the tennis this weekend. Uh, Stay in touch. We'll talk soon. You bet, buddy. When that snow gets cleared up, you better get your game sharp because if there's Canada West football, we're getting out on the court. I can't wait. I can't wait. Justin Dunk from Three Down Nation joining us on the video chat today. We got to roll. Mo Khan from TSN Montreal is uh, getting ready to join us next. We're going to get into that uh, Habs and Leafs game from last night. We'll tee up the Oilers and the Jets tonight. Maybe talk about uh, what's going on with the Alouettes and a little bit more. It's a football Friday on the RP Show. Rod's week off. Game Plus Television Network, Facebook, and YouTube Live and 24-hour sports talk at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. 
you gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey everybody, Rod and Moose here. Breaking news. This important PSA is brought to you by Manscaped.com. This is your pubic service announcement and the news you've all been waiting for. The Manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they have successfully created the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, which is now available for purchase in the USA and Canada. Moose, we're here. We're holding it. If they don't believe me, <laughs> there it is. Listen. I've been using the Lawnmower 3.0 for what, a couple of months now? Yes. And I love it. What did I say in our last podcast? Chat about this. No cords, no clanky razors. You know what? This is handheld, it's sleek, there are no cords, it's got a 90 minute battery life and a headlight. Yeah. But you now have the 4.0, and I have Ooh. to admit, I'm a little jealous. Oh, What do you like about yeah, it? Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, that's why we're doing this in the dark, so we can test out the headlight. It seems to be uh, not even that loud. Oh. Sounds loud there, but it's actually not that no, loud. No, it's, it's right uh, up against the microphone. I'm excited. So uh, we're going to. You want to know what's new about it? There was only one size trimmer on the 3.0. Now there are four. Oh. There's a travel lock. You ever traveled somewhere and your razor's been on the whole time, and when you get to your destination, your razor's dead? Mm -hmm. This has a lock on it, so that doesn't happen. There's a lot of other things here. As looks-wise, it's sleek, a two-tone matte and gloss finish. Even features a hot foil stamp black chrome Manscaped logo. But more important than that, it's got a ceramic blade and skin-safe technology, which alleviates those little nicks, those little bumps, Honestly, it will change your life, guys. And we're asking you to order now and join over 2 million people worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. All right, welcome back. Football Friday here on the Rod Peterson Show for uh, with John Lynch. His appearances for Wheaton Kia. What are we talking about on the uh, chat here? Larry Dye, is he the only Minnesota Wild fan around? We need to score more than two goals. Go Wild. Yeah, they need to score more than two goals against the Vegas Golden Knights. They're in trouble now, down two games to one, and the Knights are, they are rolling. They're rolling. Yeah. Four years in a row, eh? Yeah. Done it. Brian uh, Eitenayer says, how did Frenzy find his way there this morning without Peterson? <laughs> LOL. <laughs> I, I, went took, with, I went with him. I took care of it. I did took a good job. Right, in the, right at 9 o'clock, right on the dot. Right on the dot. I'm ta taking care of everything when Rod's not here. So you said Mo's in, ready to roll. Mo Con, TSN Radio Montreal, uh, joining us on the video chat now. And I know uh, we got lots to talk about, Mo. How are you, man? I don't think we've talked, geez. Since that New Year's show we did with, uh, <laughs> right? That was a three-hour epic, uh, that New Year's chat that we did. Uh, Wasn't with it? You, Nick, and Devon Claybrooks. Yeah, it was yeah. a lot of fun, though. No kidding. It was awesome. Good to see you, my man. How are, you're Always, on top man. of the world today, this morning. Uh, not me. Uh, Habs Nation's on top of the world. Uh, I think there's a sense of relief that he got at least one game over the Maple Leafs in, in the first game. But, of course, now it opens up so many storylines for game two on Saturday, and with no John Tavares for the foreseeable future, uh, you wonder what the Leafs will do, whether or not Federer Anderson will be in net over Jack Campbell. Uh, Campbell was not in practice this morning. So a lot more question marks about Toronto than Montreal going towards Game 2. Yeah, it's uh, lots to unpack here. We'll get to the Tavares incident and the fight and everything like that, but your overall thoughts on the game. I mean, Paul Byron, an unbelievable goal. That was We talk about paths to victory, right? And similar to Winnipeg, Montreal's path to victory is Carey Price, right? And he was sensational last night. Uh, no question. I mean, look, if you were to rank the North goalies, I think Hellebuck would be one, Price would be two, Jake Allen would be three over the other ones uh, left in the playoff race now. But there's no question, Carey Price, I mean, like he's been up and down, very polarized in the last three, four years, given a lot of fans have been upset by the fact that he's not played well at times. And then when he does, the team doesn't do well on the ice. But yesterday was a, was a perfect way of how it was a low scoring game and again that angst was building up saying would well, the Habs waste a performance from Carey Price that it was yesterday and and lose that game to Toronto but Carey kept them in the game and this reminded me Darren of the game from uh, 11 years ago when they played the Capitals in game seven around one 
were the similar late goal by Paul Byron in this situation as it was 11 years ago. And it felt like as the game progressed along, the Habs started to gain some confidence and belief that they can beat the Maple Leafs in game one. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, outstanding. Now, when it comes to the Habs and Dominic Ducharme, I mean, he's looking like a genius this morning. When you look at the lineup changes, we all wondered what he was doing with his lineup at, at times. Kasperi Kokniemi didn't play. Cole Caulfield didn't play. Fans wanted it. Um, he's looking pretty good right now. Uh, I can't imagine he's going to tinker with this lineup. I don't think he will. And, and look, we, we know for Dominic Ducharme, it's still an interim label for him. And he has to earn this job. Right. Him and Mark Bergevin, who's entering the final 13 months of his GM tenureship with the Habs, are looking for extensions or permits, permanent status for that moment. I think for Dom Ducharme, for what he did, and look, we talk about his lack of NHL coaching experience in the playoffs. Let's not forget, Sheldon Keefe only had six games. So there is a definite uh, equalizer from the coaching perspective. And Dom can get that going in his favor for game two with the line changes and making sure he's got the right guys on the ice for that moment. It will help a lot. But the biggest question mark, I think, for the Canadians going towards game two, Darren, will be their power play. Uh, three times the delay of game call was was administered against the Leafs, and they went 0-3 from that perspective. They need to hit on their special teams. If they don't do that, uh, you're allowing Toronto a lifeline to come back, perhaps beat you in game two, going back to the back, going to back to Montreal for three and four next week. It wasn't quite Nashville going 0 for seven a couple of nights ago. But yeah, you got to make him pay, especially on, on penalties like that. Now, to the Tavares situation, Corey Perry, where do you sit? It. I mean, it's the subject of our Capital Automobile Universal Collision Center daily poll question is the fight, right? And where you sit on it. And the majority of our viewers are saying, you know, that fight's not necessary. I don't think it's necessary. Social media doesn't think it's necessary. But, you know, take us through how you were watching that whole situation unfold. I was scared for John Tavares. I mean, first of all, when the hit happened and he tried to get up, I said, and look, we follow sports closely. He was not the same person at that moment, right? And then when the Leafs training came on and how they handled him was even a fumble by them because he tried raising him up and holding him back by the neck. And that created more of a chaos from that perspective. And I was scared for John Tavares. I was scared for him because... Heaven forbid, and hopefully it's nothing too serious from that perspective, but heaven forbid it could have been disastrous. And even on Montreal Radio today, my colleagues, they all thought that it was even more serious than before. And I think for John Tavares to go through what he did, I pray for him and his family that he can overcome this and get back to health sooner than later. But I think from the fight perspective, it's that old school, archaic, horse bleep um, uh, code of ethics that you must uh, take on that fight if you're the one that created that chaos. And for Corey Perry, he said it was a mistake. It was not intentional at all. And for Felino to come out there, maybe Felino's trying to get his team riled up and get them back in focus because we saw Austin Matthews emotional. We saw that Leafs bench emotional and not mentally or physically there at that moment. And I think from that perspective, though, it the fight is terrible. Shouldn't have ever happened. You move on. You get him back at a later date, perhaps. But at that moment, why, why, why? It made no sense whatsoever for that to happen as it did last night. Yeah, and you heard it in the postgame press conferences, even Felino saying it's our captains on the ice, but they didn't think it was intentional. You know, it's weird they don't see the replay in the building or they don't get a chance to look at it again, right? And, I mean, you're going to go back in afterwards and watch this and say that it absolutely was an accident. There was no need to retaliate. Yeah, it's a really, really tough situation. I hope that's the end of it. I hope that's it. The only thing I, reason I could see the fight is maybe so some other wing nut doesn't try and do something really stupid you know, games later, right? We've seen that in the past, and, and it's led to really right. serious stuff. But, yeah, there's no need for that right now in the game. So, game two, like, does this carry over, or do the, can the Leafs wash this going into game two tomorrow night? I think the Leafs will come back stronger tomorrow night. I, I Look, I'm, I'm just curious to know what Keith will do for his lines. That's going to be the key, because we saw, we saw Joe Thornton uh, put in an uncomfortable position where he got exposed on both goals by the Habs last night. You can't have them out there at those critical moments. So what are they going to do for the spine of their forward attack? Uh, Alex Galchenyuk, will he be a factor now? And we know about his history with the Montreal Canadiens and how he flamed out with this organization many years ago. So I think from that perspective, I'm curious to see how the Leafs will react with their goaltending and their center position. But the key for Montreal tomorrow night, though, will be this. Can they execute early and get a lead? If you could give Carey Price maybe a two, if not three goal lead, you're giving yourself a huge advantage to perhaps come up 2 nothing, 
coming back to Montreal on Monday and Tuesday to perhaps put them away. And who knows by then what it would be like that. But I think that two goal, three goal, if they can get that advantage early on here, Darren, the Habs might have a puncher's chance tomorrow night. That'll be fun. I'm going to unleash John Lynch on you here on football here in, in a second. <laughs> no worries. But no worries. there's one more game. To, there's a game tonight we want to talk about. I know it's way over here in the West, Edmonton and, and Winnipeg in game two, but very similar, right? Jets with the upset in game one, behind good goaltending, timely scoring. Uh, sounds like Dubois and Ehlers have a better chance to play. They were in regular jerseys for the morning skate. Doesn't mean they're going to play, but they were in regular jerseys, so an upgrade from the non-contact. And it uh, doesn't appear to be any lineup changes for the Oilers. That was a weird game one, too. Any thoughts on tonight? Yeah, you know, look, the, the, the flamethrowers were out there, right? Connor McDavid, Oilers choking again. What are they going to do? I, always, I had this question of mine, and I said to myself, if the Leafs or, or, or Oilers were to lose in round one, would be more disastrous for Edmonton or for Toronto, given how much hype and, and hoopla has been bestowed on these two teams coming into the playoffs. I think in this case for Edmonton, it's going to come down to their goaltending, right? And that's been always been their issue is they're defending with their corridor and their goaltending and how they've been kind of uh, bullied by opposed opponents at this point of the season. And I think now for Edmonton, we can always talk about McDavid and what he does, and he can score 25 million points in a game. But the reality is in playoff hockey, as we all know very well, it's a lot different than what it is during the regular season. So that supporting cast has to play better if they're going to take one from Winnipeg before three and four next week. Um, so to the CFL, Bob Young comes out in <laughs> Hamilton, guarantees the season, right? Montreal Canadiens yeah. announced 2,500 fans in the season. Mark Gowdy in Ottawa backs up Bob Young and says the Red Blacks are in. Alouettes put out a statement that they're encouraged by 2,500 fans and that they're hoping to be able to put fans in the stands to play. But they also kind of hinted and, and said, you know, they're expecting their home schedule to start in September. Meaning, and I took that to mean, oh, they, they're letting us know they're planning on going on the road for the first month of the season. Where are we at in Montreal with the Alouettes maybe joining this? Are they for playing without fans or with fans? Could, where are things at in your mind in that city? Yeah, I think the Owls, unfortunately, because of COVID-19, lost that love affair momentum that they generated from 2019, right? Even though they lost, yeah. they lost to Edmonton, it was, it was what brought back the fans to the stadium to watch them play again. I think now, going towards the summer months, look, it won't be the same Montreal summer season that we normally have with Jazz Fest and other events going on here. The Alouettes have a chance to perhaps recapture that momentum. And the thing is now, as we perhaps move to, towards Game 6 of the Habs and the Leafs, if there is one, that's going to be the litmus test for sporting events in Montreal. Can that be executed perfectly, which will enable not only for the Alouettes, but for CFMTL to have fans back in the stands? And I think for the Alouettes, too, the question that remains for them is where will they play? Will they play at McGill University or will they go to the Olympic Stadium, which is a lot bigger and the amenities are a lot more easier? Because if you've ever been to McGill for the locker rooms, it is like a sardine can or telephone booth. Not easy to walk around or, or maneuver around in post game. So I think that's going to be the key. And Mario Cicchini has been very positive about this during the whole entire time, along with Danny Matrocha. They've taken more of the objective approach, not trying to go offside by saying, yeah, we'll be back with about four, five, 6,000 fans. But I think for Quebec, though, they could be the, uh, the, the front foot, the flag bearer here to perhaps enable other provinces out there, Ontario and West, to say we can have fans back in the stands if this Montreal game works well enough that we can have four to five, maybe 6,000 fans come late August. Unbelievable. Mo John. Jo Mo John Lynch here. Uh, how do you feel about things? Is it going to happen? I mean, uh, you guys got to come back, I think, to make this league go, and uh, otherwise we don't have a league. So... A lot of people think we're going to start on in, in August 5th and we're going to go to training yeah. camp on July 1st. What about you guys? What do you think? Is your team going to be there? I, I would think they will be there because, you know, the sense I'm getting from here is that their focus, Vernon Adams Jr. is expected to be back in the city, I think, within a few weeks from now. And guys are slowly coming back to Montreal. But, of course, again, we're all in the same boat of whether or not it will happen. And from the sense I'm getting from a general perspective, uh, July 10th is what people are expecting for a training camp date start for teams out there. Let's not forget, guys, we're now inside of 50 days plus or so, give or take, from that July 10th perhaps start. We don't have a schedule out yet. Um, we don't know what the border will be like come early July. Hopefully it will be in a better shape for everyone to come over and have that COVID quarantine restriction eased up. But most importantly, though, a lot of the players, and I spoke to one guy yesterday in a text conversation, he said, 
We still don't know what's going to happen. We don't know if we should come back to town yet. But we think by early to mid-June, we'll have a clear idea of when we are allowed to come back to our, our respective CFL cities. So there is that positive out there. But right now, we're still all in the unknown because no one has been communicating with the PA or anyone in general about what the direction will be for the CFL going towards these final five to six weeks before training camp begins. What sort of a team do you think the LOS would have or will have? I think, you know what, you know, it's funny because if you remember that game against Edmonton, right, that East semifinal game, and, and Trevor Harris crushed the Alouettes front seven, right? And yeah. Dan Machocha made it a point to address the front seven to get himself a bunch of NASCAR-like football players that will crash and hit the quarterback at all costs. I think their offense will be fine. I think they have the depth now to work with. O-line has been uh, worked out well enough to get themselves stronger. I'm curious to see under Barron Miles how this defense will react because, again, we have not seen them play football in almost two years. Uh, there's no, quote-unquote, team get-togethers via Zoom or not, if we don't know, uh, to go over the playbook. But it's going to be the defense that I think will take a little bit more time to gel but when you look at Hamilton, they're going to be the team to beat in the East. Toronto has loaded up with their uh, expensive spending shopping spree they went on. I think Montreal can definitely compete with Toronto for number two. And if perhaps they can steal a game or two from Hamilton, maybe they might get home field in the playoffs. But I think they're a strong number two in that East division going towards week one. Glad to hear that. All right. Good stuff, Mo. Great catching up with Always, you. Ben. You know, stay well and uh, let's not wait so long next time. <laughs> well, we can do a three-hour episode with Nick Lewis again. That kind of three hours, though, is enough. It's like, ah, I need some downtime, right? I get it. I get it. For sure. Good to see you. Mo Khan from TSN. Weekend, guys. Be good. You bet. TSN Radio in Montreal joining us on the video chat. That was great. We got to roll. We're, we're over break. Sports update on the other side, and then we'll take you right to the top of the hour. Get you teed up for tonight's action and what's going on in the weekend. Frenzy's out. Yep. His fun. appearances for Wheaton Kia. Thanks, John. Been fun. Been lots of fun. Yeah. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Rod's week off here on Game Plus TV, Facebook, and YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports talk for rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Made back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. All right, Darren DuPont in, and we can kind of put it on cruise control a little bit here. Let's get the business of the week out of the way if you want, and we can do that for MySask411. Your business of the week this week, Kehoe RV, proudly serving Saskatoon and surrounding communities for over 45 years. Your one-stop solution for all your recreational vehicle needs, KehoeRV.com. For simplified RV shopping and guaranteed satisfaction, just use the MySask 411 app. It's like a phone book right in your hand on the, uh, on the phone. Unbelievable. All the Saskatchewan businesses are there. Uh, wonderful for our business of the week for MySask 411. To the Prairie Mobile text line, still open here at 306-840-8777. Frank goes on to say the CFL will have problems bringing in the imports. The feds are a problem also in Ontario. September 1st is when activities will be semi-normal. I think the border issue will be something that the CFL will be able to solve, um, even if it's not open for you and I. NHL did it. I think uh, baseball or basketball and baseball will be able to do it as well. So interesting. Uh, Metal Shingo guy, in order for the CFL to survive after the pandemic, the heartland will need to share the wealth. Dunk just said it's MLSE isn't interested in losing more dollars. And you can't really blame the new owners of Montreal. No dough, no show. Money talks, right? It's the golden rule. He who has the gold makes the rules. Uh, Bob in Grand Prairie. Hey, Darren, grab a beer for you and Frenzy and send me the receipt. Thanks, Bob. I appreciate that. Get a nice, cold, uh, Great West uh, lager probably uh, after the show is over sometime later today. But it's snowing. I can't go on the deck in the sun and have one. But uh, anyways, it will be, uh, it'll be a good weekend. A couple of photos to show you here, Ryan McCarthy, we had asked you to tell us what does sunny Saratoga, New York look like? Well, let's take a peek. That's sunny Saratoga, New York. Is that an Al's Montreal Alouette shirt in New York? That looks pretty awesome. So, Ryan, appreciate you dropping that one, I believe, on Twitter. And uh, this one came from the 
1-800-242-0080 near Rogers Place. And I said, I read the text messages before, but happy Frenzy Football NHL North Friday RP slash DD show from downtown Edmonton near Rogers Place. Go Oilers and have a great weekend, everybody. That's a great way to go into uh, the weekend. And uh, we're going to get into that game tonight. We'll bring producer Clark out of the cage here for the overtime segment coming up. But before we do, uh, we'll get into a sports update. Pressures on the Edmonton Oilers. The favorite team is down one nothing on the Winnipeg Jets heading into game two of their first round playoff series tonight in Edmonton. Oilers stars Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl were held off the scoreboard in game one and a combined minus four. The series shifts to Winnipeg for games three and four. The Toronto Blue Jays look to bounce back tonight after a tough loss. The Blue Jays open a series with the Tampa Bay Rays tonight in Dunedin. Toronto gave up a two-run lead in the ninth yesterday, losing 8-7 to the Boston Red Sox in their series finale in Dunedin, Florida. The last team in the traditional NBA playoffs will be determined tonight. The Memphis Grizzlies meet the Golden State Warriors with the eighth seed in the Western Conference on the line. The game will conclude in the inaugural play-in tournament for the NBA. The regular playoffs start tomorrow and Canada enters the final day around Robin play in second place in group A at the world mixed doubles curling championships in Scotland. Carrie Anderson and Brad Gushu have won five of seven. They've clinched a spot in the playoffs and they've clinched Canada's berth in the Olympics in the mixed doubles uh, host. Scotland leads the way at six and one Canada has two games left in the opening round um, on that sports update. Where is it from our, Intern Allen, he gave us the update on the NBA play-in report. Um, the Wizards have the eighth spot now. They play the 76ers. Uh, we found out that uh, uh, there is the one game left today. The winners from the Grizzlies-Warriors game face off against the first-place Utah Jazz. Hands up if you just found out that the Utah Jazz were in first place. How about that? This is like... John Stockton, Carl Malone era Utah Jazz. So it's got to be fun. William May writes in, Edmonton will be a different team. Look out. So we're going to talk about the Jets and the Oilers. And that game tonight uh, doesn't appear to be any lineup changes for Edmonton. Perhaps Pierre-Luc Dubois and Nick Ehlers are back in the lineup. They were elevated from non-contact jerseys into regular jerseys at the morning skate today. So we'll get into that and we'll get you set for the weekend. Clark, we need a face-off, too, for the overtime segment. So we'll do that all next. Overtime on the way as we put a bow on the week without Rod here on the Rod Peterson Show, Game Plus Television Network, Facebook and YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports talk at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. All right, overtime now. We've moved the uh, Oilers Cup front and center. It was a football Friday, and thanks to John Lynch for joining us today. Uh, another big thank you to Jim Mullen, to Justin Dunk, to Mo Khan for joining us today. A little bit of business to take care of as we move down the stretch. But, Clark, you had an update on the World Championships? Yeah. Hey, by the way, I'm back out here today. Uh, but, yeah, so the World Championships are going on uh, of hockey. And Latvia is playing Canada right now. And, uh, oh, thanks for the lower third, boys. And Latvia is winning one nothing uh, over Canada. Latvia. Latvia. Uh, Columbus Blue Jackets prospect Matisse Kivleniaks is actually in net right now. Uh, he stopped all 13 shots so far. And uh, I couldn't even tell you what the guy's name was who scored. Indrasis, I think, was his name. My- Mike's Indrasis okay. scored for Latvia. I think it's Mike's. Maybe it's Mix. Uh, anyways, uh, interesting little development going on over in Latvia because they're the host country right now, too. So Very, very interesting. Um, we're going to get to the NHL playoffs. But first, um, let's get to the face-off, guys. The face-off is for the Ultimate Fan Zone and the Mad Greek. And it's an interesting face-off. It's just top of mind. Rod will love this. The face-off today, are you in favor of moving the Rod Peterson show to Florida? Right. Would you be in favor of moving the Rod Peterson show? Permanently? To Florida. Permanently. What's the actual temperature right now? It is 
two degrees, freezing rain warning. 90 minutes down the road, there's snow that way. 90 minutes that way. 40 minutes that way, there's snow. Alberta's full of snow. We can still talk to everybody. We can still be Canada's daytime sports talk show. Right. We can be north. Of, we've got enough fans in America. I say let's move the show to Florida and be done with this May weather where it feels like minus one. You? Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm a little stuck. Uh, I'm ingrained here. I love it here. Uh, my wife owns a business here. So uh, and if we can do it remotely, maybe <laughs> you guys go down and, and I stay here. That'd be great. We could still do the show out of here. Uh, I, I think we're good staying here, but uh, I'd go for a trip. The guy's back in the room in my ear. Hurricanes in Florida. Oh, yeah, right, that's right. Yeah. Crocodiles. What would you rather have, a little snow or a little hurricane? I'm okay with, with Crocs. Oh, that's a positive. NASCAR in Florida. No, nobody um, likes NASCAR. As long as there's no snakes. That's my biggest fear of leaving Canada. Snakes? There's really no snakes up here. I saw a snake on uh, my walk the other day. And I hate snakes. Yeah, a little garter snake, which, yeah. by the way, if I see one of those, I will run the other way. Well, don't go for a walk down by the Science Center then, because there's a couple down there. Oh, no. Yeah. They're little ones, though. They'd be okay. Rachel, our intern in Toronto, says it's 30 in Toronto today. Yeah, funny story. So I posted a video this morning on my TikTok channel. Big on TikTok, by the way. Uh, at Producer Clark. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I was wearing this hoodie, Rod Peterson Show gear, by the way, rodpetersonshop.com. And uh, I was wearing this, and somebody commented, how are you wearing a hoodie today? I'm like, it's snowing in Saskatchewan. I'm not in Toronto. <laughs> I'm not based out of Toronto. It's, I'm in Saskatchewan, and it's legit snowing today. So uh, that's why I'm wearing a hoodie. That's where I was at. Okay, there you go. Chris Bird, I thought this show was from Toronto, dot, dot, dot. Chris, you know very That's, well this show's not in Toronto. Rod tells you on a daily basis that he, we're not in Toronto. I think he's being cheeky. I know, and, and I joking. think I'm being cheeky back to you, Chris. The face-off <laughs> brought to you by the Ultimate Fan Zone, offering officially licensed fan gear from the best lines in sports. Nike, New Era, Adidas, Fanatics, game day ready, ship right to your door, ultimatefanzone.ca. And for the mad Greek and Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan's destination for the most delicious Greek cuisine, ribs, pizzas, and more, visit the Mad Greek Eatery. Dot com today. Jets Oilers tonight for game two. Only once in franchise history have the Oilers been down 2 nothing on home ice. Oh. That's amazing. Wow. They'll try and avoid that tonight. Uh, no lineup changes, but we'll find out if McDavid and Dreisaitl will play together. Where does Jesse Pugliarvi fit in? Which, you know, he's starting to have a more impactful role, but no changes to their lineup. Jets we haven't seen, but we know that Nikolai Ehlers, Pierre-Luc Dubois have been elevated from non-contact jerseys in the morning skate to regular jerseys. So that's a positive. Do you see either one of those guys getting in? How do you see game two approach tonight? Well, it's funny because you talked to Sean Reynolds yesterday about this. Right. And you said, does winning game one basically slow down the process of having to rush them back into the lineup? And he yes. said, yes, he thought so. And I still believe that. Um, that I think they should give them another game because I think rushing them back with certain injuries, if you aggravate it, again, they're going to be gone for the rest of the playoffs. And I don't know exactly where they are. I'm not a doctor. I'm not in their team meetings. But I figure I feel like they should give them one more game. They played pretty good in game one. Give it another go. Same approach. Same everything. Same game plan. See what happens. I, I would leave them out one more game. But I, I'm not the coach. Jets are in good shape, right? You're up, you're up a game. You've already got the split. If their home ice advantage is right. really even going to be a thing in these series. Right. But you got this split, so you've taken care of business. Now, I, I will say for Oilers fans, I'm not worried if I'm an Edmonton Oilers fan unless McDavid and Dreisaitl are shut down again today. If they get shut down again today, then Paul Maurice has figured it out. Right. Right? And now I'm worried that they won't be able to get going. Yeah, the magic formula. If he's got it, uh, then they're in trouble. Uh, Anybody I, can pull up a one-off. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think it happened earlier in the season where the Leafs shut the, the two guys down for three games. And uh, the thing about that is the stretch after those three games dupes, uh, those two guys were pretty darn good for the rest of the season. So uh, I also think that as much as the Jets shut them down in game one, that those two guys are just straight up magic on skates and they can figure out how to attack you. I thought in the first period, uh, McDavid had a lot of chances where he was coming on, coming down the zone into, by himself and breaking through a couple guys. He had a good, few good chances, just didn't capitalize, but that's the difference between them winning and them losing. Yeah, I, I agree. So we'll see what happens um, tonight in that game in Edmonton. Donald Mitchell's watching. Wait two days, dupes. It'll be plus 30. Yeah, you're probably true. Plus 30 the other day, too. Uh, Ryan McCarthy, wait, this show isn't based in Toronto? <laughs> 
And Randolph Zora, how about a gator on your driveway? Yeah, I probably wouldn't come to work if there was a... Yeah, that's a sick day right there. That's a, that's a sick day. <laughs> that's a hard no. Hey, guys, I'm out for today. Yep. Sports yep. on tap tonight in the National Hockey League. It's uh, Boston and Washington in game four of that series. Uh, Boston leads that series two games to one. Every game into overtime, right? Yeah. And so far in that series. Um, Max is watching... Buddy, the Preds got to get that power play going in game three tonight. Carolina leads the series 2-0. Winnipeg, Edmonton, as we talked about, uh, play game two. And it's game three between the Avs and the St. Louis Blues. That's the nightcap at 9.30 Eastern. Blues trying to get back into that series. But they're close. Yeah, They're right there. I could see a way back for for St. Louis. But, man, the Avs... They're the Avs are the Avs. They're, they're so they're dangerous. So they're so fast. They move the puck so effectively, and everybody can score on that team. It's just such a dangerous team. I wouldn't want to be down to those guys. No, I wouldn't either. I know we're running out of time here, and before we do, we'll let you know that Regina Rams 50-50 is live now. Uh, over $10,000 already up for grabs and still a month to go. So get your 50-50 tickets for the Regina Rams 50-50. Anybody inside of the rectangle in Saskatchewan is eligible to buy. So contact your friends and family that are in the province and order your 50-50 tickets online, reginarams5050.com uh, for more information and to purchase your tickets. I think we took care of all the business we need to take care of today. One more look to see if anybody's uh, hit up the Prairie Mobile text line. Couple little ones here. Metal Shingle Guy. Uh, gator on the driveway. Run. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Run back into the house and take the day off. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And uh, thank you all week long. Programming note, Rod's back in this chair on Tuesday. Uh, Monday's the long weekend, so we won't be here. Have a great, happy, positive long weekend. And we'll be back with the Rod Peterson Show on Tuesday. Thanks, Clark. Yeah, go Leafs. Thanks to everybody who joined us today. Ryan Leslie from Sportsnet on Tuesday and Andy uh, McNeil from VEASAN. Have a great weekend. Here's a wrap. You screwed up, Clark. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.